Welcome back, guys. We have an absolute banger for you today. But before we get into that, a little bit of business up front. Uh, please don't forget to go to YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts and uh, subscribe to us there. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. And uh, that's a great way to help the show grow. If you want to contribute monetarily to the show, you can do so at patreon.com backslash Nephilim Death Squad, uh, where we offer a $3 tier, a $7 tier, and a $10 tier, all of which don't mean anything right now. But not we are dropping not, not a single thing. You could either be a butt homunculus, death squad soldier, or Nephilim hunter, which is the elite tier. Uh, and we are yeah. dropping a promotional code in there uh, this week, actually. So if you Maybe. are a paid, Maybe, if we feel like it. <laughs> uh, but if you're a paid subscriber, you'll see that promo code pop up for you and that promo code uh will bring you to or rather you can use it at toplopsa.com and at toplopsa.com uh is where we keep all of our nds merch our nephilim death squad merch so if you want a super dope shirt if you want a hoodie if you want uh backpacks even uh jackets and actually we also dropped the rife technology shirt uh, within a collaboration with uh, Real Rife Technologies. So if you yeah, go and we'll pick get up into that. that. We got some new designs. We got that Nephilim yes. Miami stuff. Know your clown shit. That's a, that's a fun. That's just like basically hand drawn completely. Not even fonts there. Um, <laughs> you can go there. We've got book bags, Nike jackets, whatever, or like embroidered stuff. Really cool, high quality stuff. And at that top section there, you can go to Rife Technology as well. We have a couple of designs for uh, Matt Rife. That's Real Rife Technology show you his website in a second. If you buy any of these shirts, you will be entered into a raffle to win a real Royal Rife machine. And this is a this is a really cool offer. I don't understand why we have even been given the ability to offer this to you. It's but, a $5,000 uh, machine. And the guy yeah. is like, hey, give it away for free to anybody who buys your shirts for the month of January. So from now until the month of January, if you buy so much as a hat, uh, you're eligible to win a $5,500 enhanced Royal Rife machine, which is absolutely wild. Uh, what I, does it I do? Figured out. We don't know. <laughs> it, but you it want... Is. <laughs> it is a time machine. As far as I'm concerned, it is a time machine, uh, but it only brings you back to the uh, the moment and the location of the first nuclear uh, atom bomb test. And so, uh, use at your own discretion. But these I are, we, I mean, you we actually these, discuss you? we discuss frequencies a little bit in this upcoming episode, and uh, frequencies and vibration. This this is very much in that realm. Um, but it's it's more for like the good side of the frequency and vibration, healing, different ailments, all all around bettering yourself. Um, I use this stuff. Me and me and David have the silver the silver spoonie. I'll show you that right now. I use it every night, um, and I feel like I feel like there are benefits to this. So you can go to realrifetechnology.com, and uh, if you use promo code Nephilim, N-E-P-H-I-L-I-M, you can get 10% off off of all these products. It's really cool. Go there. Go support the homie. Go support us. Buy one of these little bowls. This shit is cool. You put this in the middle of that thing, and you'll see it spinning to the vibration and frequency that you have it set That's to. That's how you actually know that it that it's working. I didn't know that initially. Now I know that, that that'll be an indication that it's working. But if you're listening to all of the negative frequencies that are being put out by, like, let's say, 
uh, a very gay Lil Nas X, uh, all his <laughs> satanic homosexual frequencies, you probably can repair the damage that's done to you uh, by tuning to the correct frequency on the Enhanced Royal Rife machine and starting to undo uh, the gay satanic agenda that is being uh, pressed upon you by Lil Nas X and his uh, homophobic, or I'm sorry, homosexual agenda. And so, yeah, go to realrifetechnologies.com. And that's actually, remember that, guys, realrifetechnology.com. The reason I say that is because you will actually uh, step in a bunch of booby traps. There are a lot of fakers out there who are trying to sell his technology. I discovered this. I don't know if you noticed that, Top, but if you yeah. try to look it up, it you'll go to some wrong places. So, guys, realrifetechnology.com. Use promo code Nephilim. That's N-E-P-H-I-L-I-M for 10% off at checkout. All right. Ready to start the show? Let's do it. Let's go. We are being hypnotized by people like this. News readers, politicians, teachers, lecturers. We are in a country and in a world that is being run by unbelievably sick people. The chasm between what we're told is going on and what is really going on is absolutely Oh yeah, dude. There's some Nephilim shit. It's like we all know what's going down, but no one's saying shit what happened to the home of the brave. They're controlling us now, and no one's talking about how they made us out of these slaves. And everybody's just walking around, heading the clouds, and won't awaken to a dead in the grave. But then it's too late, we need to be ready to raise up. Welcome to the end of day. Welcome back, infidels and goyim, to Neff to America, your cultural commentary for the end of days. I am David Lee Corbo, a.k.a. The Raven. That's Top Lobster. And today we are joined by Leonardo Jordy. Leonardo, Tell can me. you please tell the people uh, how the hell you... Can you tell the people how the hell you got that name, dude? Like, I mean, like, it's, yeah, I feel like, like I'm talking to a Italian. Ninja Turtle. Okay, well, uh, Leonardo is actually Albanian, for we were expecting a boy. So <laughs> what do you want? My parent my parents were like 100 percent convinced they were gonna have a boy because they're um old school. So they were like, uh, if we think about having boy, we will have boy, no girl, no girl. So they my mom was like, Okay, this kid's gonna be an artist and I'm gonna name him Leonardo. And then I come out and she goes, Well, last minute adjustment. <laughs> How do they she feel is. about your current pat like life trajectory as comedian? <laughs> I tell them as little as possible about my life. <laughs> that works like, on OnlyFans. They thought they were going to have. I don't like, have an OnlyFans. Uh, an, an artist named uh, Leonardo or a racist named Leonardo. Works <laughs> 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 out. You got a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're proud of you. Is there any overlap between Albanian and Greek? I feel like those cultures yes, are similar. There's a lot, although they, you know, they hate each other as usual. Anybody who's like lives next to each other hates each other. You want to talk about racism? Yeah. Oh yeah. They. Don't yeah, bring, I'm sure it's Greek into, Yeah. They, oh yeah. They'll they'll hurl racist insults at each other, and you're like, hey, you know, outside of this country, nobody knows the difference between you two. You are the same people. <laughs> you're really? the same. Yeah, no. You look the same. Your traditions are the same. Your food's the same. And they're like, but we are better than them. And you're like, okay. Do you guys do weddings like that? Because I'm not trying to bring up the whole big fat Greek wedding thing, but I went to yes. a big fat Greek wedding, like in real life, yes. never watched the movie. I was fucking stunned. I was, I had no idea what Greek culture was from, from the church 
from it was an orthodox greek church and they did these <laughs> things three times it was i was like looking around I was like this is bizarre the whole day was yeah. bizarre it was enjoyable but you, you're the same thing yeah except the, uh the albanians are mostly muslim because thanks uh, to the uh, Ottoman Empire, they're culturally Muslim. So what that means is they're basically, they don't practice anything except they don't eat pork. They're like, uh, <laughs> uh, we're Muslim. We don't eat bacon. Which is probably and good now because we're learning about alcohol. all the parasites now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and pork, you know, yeah. I was listening to Top tell this story about this Greek wedding, and I thought the most fascinating part of it was at the end, everybody just gets up. And yeah. so apparently when they serve little coffees at the end of an Albanian or I'm sorry, a Greek wedding, it's the same people. Uh, you just get up and you leave like you Here's get your coffee. It was and then you everybody leaves. Everybody. The wedding, we don't the really... wedding was over yeah. the top. It was completely yeah. over the top. Like the so weddings much are always over the top. Uh, there's always. Like at two two hundred and fifty people is a small wedding. Yeah, um, you'll have people there that you don't know at all, but your parents will be like, uh, "Their father is from the village where our father is from," <laughs> and then you will bring great shame if you don't invite them. And we're like, "Who the hell is this person?" You know, they they don't even realize that you you're alive until you they get an invitation to the wedding. <laughs> Incredible. I watched this whole thing play out and completely unfamiliar with, I've been to a lot of other weddings and this one made no sense, but like, it was just like, they had a guy with a clarinet and he was playing all fucking night, sweating with a clarinet yep. and people oh, were yeah. doing weird dances, yeah. like the whole night, the same dance in a He's circle. Like, yeah, I know the clarinet. The and clarinet, then yeah. they gave yeah. these motherfuckers coffee. They yeah. said like this, drank it and everybody left. Well, like the, that side, the other side of like traditional weddings was like, what the fuck just happened? Every single yeah. one of them sitting there. The whole side of the side empty. I was like, this was incredible. I can't believe this. We don't have that thing with the coffee. You know, people, they, they just stay and have the wedding until people leave, you know? So, and, and a lot of times that can be really late. Um, but people will kind of leave after the bride cuts the cake kind of thing. And this is one of the many ways that Albanians are, are better than Greeks. Superior. You know what I really like about <laughs> these cultures, though, these old school cultures, right? Where it's like, number one, their racism is overt and it's predicated on the idea that we are better than you. I yeah. I love that. That's a great the thing. Whole, and then the, David, the, the entire dance, I swear to God, that's what it was. And part of me was like, that's why it's so off-putting and I'm weird. But then at the other side, like they dance by you and they do like, they do like one, two, three kick and they'll look at you all one by one and be like, fucking this. And they're like, <laughs> like, you don't know the dance, that kind of shit. And I was like, especially you, because you're black to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my sheep look Black at this guy the sheep here apparently all their songs were just about their sheep their goats and what kind of harvest they <laughs> yielded that i was like what because i asked the bride i was like you got to tell me what the fuck are they singing about they've been singing for three yeah. hours non-stop yeah. there's not one song it's like 30 minutes of playing and they're just singing a song that's like i don't i don't understand. well the well they'll change the song the song will change but you won't notice it because you don't understand <laughs> the language but the Albanian songs aren't about their their sheep and their goats. The Albanian songs are about the motherland, always about the motherland. And then like every <laughs> once, and then you're like, this is, we're getting married. And they're like, well, we'll throw in a love song. And the love song is like, you can help me save the motherland. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of the motherland. Yes. The other thing that I really like about them too is that besides the overt racism, which I, I greatly respect, is the uh, the emphasis on shame. Like whatever yeah. you do is going to bring shame to the fit. And these are things that we need in society today. They Maybe shame. the removal of those is what I'm, I'm causes gonna, cultural decay. 
I got to air this out. I'm sorry. This is my best friend. I was in his wedding. This is the wedding, but he, this is the most introverted guy I've ever met. I mean, I, to, to meet, to meet him, to be friends with him, I had to like make him be friends with me. That's how introverted he was. Yeah. They had him, they made him do that. He did the dance, like the whole, he did like a freestyle dance. There's a part right. where you freestyle. And I was like, I said, how the fuck did they get you to do this? What happened? And he, he just won't tell me, but it's shame. They shamed You're right. Yeah, they totally shamed, shamed him. Yeah. Oh, the and whole it was thing good is, for him. Yeah, well, well <laughs> so that, that part, that part, it, there's pros and cons, right? It's like, it's an extreme position. You know, I like, there's such an extreme emphasis on shame that there, it kind of locks people into these roles. And then there's a lack of like creativity and growth and it becomes kind of insular and deadened. And so I'm, I think, yes, American culture could use a little shame. Like the last time I saw this girl uh, who had an OnlyFans account go on a podcast with her dad right next to her and uh -huh. talk about that. I was like, you could, you could use a little shame there. That would be helpful. <laughs> You know, don't talk about how you're selling your pussy online with your dad in front of you. And he's got to be like, it's great. Kill me now. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. You know who but, can use a little shit? Oh, go ahead. The, the Albanians will be like, you'd serve the coffee with the handle to the left instead of the right. You bring great shame. And you're like, all right, let's all relax right now. <laughs> oh, you know what's going on here? This is the slippery slope argument. It's like if we give no. ground on the coffee, yeah, it leads to fucking OnlyFans pussy. Honestly, it, a, it's, well, it's, it's one or the or other. It's a slippery slope the other way where it's like you keep pushing down shame and now your whole culture is retarded. So I just feel like it sounds it feels like an on and off switch to me, like Sharia law. Like this is <laughs> if we if we don't do whatever we're doing, it's like Sharia law. That's like that's where you end up if you don't yeah. want it to slide back. Like, look, so if you look at the American Constitution, this is 300 years old, right? 1776. They wrote yes. it. They're like, this is good. And like, I mean, you know, it's a little soft on the edges, but this is good. This will work. And 300 years later, you get this shit. It might be that we need to. I, it's an awful realization, but I'm like, maybe, maybe we need to yell at people facing their coffee cups the wrong way. It's like a paint. It is. It's like a paint job. And then you put that like, OK, if you just try to paint your car with spray paint, it might look good for a little bit. But immediately it's going to start to chip off and look like shit. The 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 burka is that that hard shell that shell that protects it from deteriorating. We need something very extreme to keep this yeah. all from falling apart. Yeah, you Leonardo, guys are both retarded if, if and you neither just cover of you your would face. make it in that culture. Neither if you just you. cover your face for the for the rest of the podcast, I feel more comfortable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, I, I forgot I was, I'm here on a show with two retards who have no idea what they're talking about. Hey, you, know, we, you know what? If you, email wanna, you. if you wanna stop transgenderism, just fucking put everybody in a burqa. That's it. Honestly, you know what? Definitely slow the process. When, when I was a libertarian, I'd be like, you know what? You're an idiot, and let me tell you why. I could explain it theoretically, but now I'm like, sounds fucking reasonable. You know? Now <laughs> it's the Christian oh, extremist. <laughs> Go away. I was gonna say, hey, there's the. You know who should be really ashamed of themselves? These fucking street shitters. Okay, the ones that come into our country, they shit in their street, they shit in ours, they run for president here. Okay, Leonardo, what's going on? What are we talking about with this guy? Uh, look, when Vivek first came out, you know, he was saying a lot of the stuff that we hear on the right-wing chat boards, right? Like, oh, there, there's corruption. We need to dismantle the FBI. We need to talk about the way that we're being made slaves. So he says all the right things, okay? But I didn't trust him because he's Indian. And I'm just going to put <laughs> I, I don't fucking care. I don't care. Here's the problem, okay? 
every every white Western country wants to come out here and tell you how much progress they've made. They're like, look at us. We have a Pakistani mayor in London and Ireland's like, we just hired a Muslim governor. And I'm like, oh, you know what's so interesting? If you go to Pakistan, they don't have any Irish presidents. True. So Facts. Uh, you're, the only thing you're doing is you're going online and going, oh, look, we got conquered and they didn't even have to lift the sword. You know, with men like this, who the fuck needs women? Damn. No, this... not only that, but I see this thing where it's like we're they'll show images of like let's say Kensington Ave in uh in Philadelphia, right? Where there's all these like fentanyl people and they're all like dying on one another and they're shitting their pants and they go, look, it's bad in America too. But something to be noted here is the worst parts of America look like the best parts of India. Like if you mm. go to India, they're also shitting in the streets and they're you know smoking like hashish. Uh, in the mountful, yeah. Here's right? the best part: but they're doing they're this shitting, in the best they're parts shitting, of India. They're shitting in the streets and shitting their pants, and they're not even on drugs. That's true. Yeah, the drugs you is know? the big marker for this, like, because that's all meth shit. They're all meth addicts, so you know that they're like talking to demons, it's like demons, like shit on the street. What's wrong with the Indian people? Is it just like advanced food po food poisoning? Where they're, oh, they're like worshiping Nephilim spirits. That's what's going on. What do you think uh, Shiva and, and, and Vishnu, all these all these uh, entities that they worship, they're all fallen entities. So the only difference is uh, the people in Kensington Avenue are being oppressed by these demonic entities and the people in India are worshiping them outright. So at least they get to have some coherency about them. Whereas, you know, the crackheads in, in, on fentanyl in Kensington, they're just suffering and, and they're on death's door. But the other people, they get to thrive to a degree. <laughs> I do. I agree with you that I think those the Hindu gods are basically demons. I mean, you go read the descriptions and you're like, you're worshiping a god of death and destruction. Like what? I mean, how much more blatant do you want this to be? And then, um, you know, just it just people check out. But I think it really goes back to like not all cultures are equal. And I'm sorry that we you know, we bought this moral equivalency bullshit that they sold us since the 2000s. But, I, you know, they started earlier, but that's really when they started honing in. And I don't think that, I mean, and I, I'll say that too. I'll say like, to me, American culture is superior to Albanian culture. There are aspects of it that I think are inferior, like their lack of familial ties and the way that they'll just put their grandmas in a nursing home, inferior, right? right? But on the whole, I think it's actually superior. Why do I think that? Because I don't see a bunch of Americans trying to immigrate to Albania, but I do see a bunch of Albanians trying to immigrate to America because they recognize. So a lot of people will just try to separate one aspect of it and take that. They're like, well, well, there's great economic opportunity here. And I'm like, where do you think that comes from? The economic opportunity is an offspring of the culture that creates it. This culture values creativity, innovation, independence. They push their children out of the home so they can go out onto the frontier. Whereas something that you see with Albanian culture is they get like at the same time that they have like really strong family ties, it's too strong to the point that they just want to hold their kids and they go, don't ever leave. And then you go, well, now your kids can't ever go beyond what you have accomplished. And all and what I see is like because I go I've gone back a couple of times and I, I usually go back at like pretty significant year intervals. So like I went last year because my brother got married. But the last time before that was eight years before that. And so it was like a time lapse where I got to see my cousins and I just saw, oh, you're just basically replacing your parents. 
So you only exist to replace your parents. You're going to, you're going to now run the coffee shop that your parents own. You didn't think to create something on your own or go beyond that. This is it. So I'm like, wow, that's actually really sad because you're basically just living somebody else's choices. And so yeah, that's, that's where I see American and British culture as being superior to this, to my culture even, because they don't do that. I mean, the Brits are a little like, you know, they're like, put their like six-year-old on a train and send him to boarding school. And he's like, Bob, he's like, stiff up a lip, chup. <laughs> and then that guy comes over and he fucking rules in India. So what do, you, what do you want me to do? You know? It's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic to think about as a parent too, because as I'm raising my kids, I'm kind of like, how do I want to, like with my daughter, especially because the world will be a lot different for women. So I'm like, all right. We're training I have to, her to take over the racist podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, I'm, I'm going to reprimand you. You want her to something. start her own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's like, how do I get her there? You know, how do, how do you make somebody not like docile and how do you make somebody not completely like open to fool, you know, open to foolery? That's right. the trick. And, and that's like the dichotomy between the left and the right that we see. That's basically what we talk about at this point, right? Because everything's become so polarized. There is nothing. I think that only makes we sense. care about that. Like Leonardo just highlighted that really well. It's like in these other countries, they're not worried about walking that narrow path. You don't want to do too much yeah. and have them be all willy nilly, but you also don't want to uh, squish them to the point where all they do is become this carbon copy of you, meant to fill the shoes that you leave behind. Only in the West, well, I suppose maybe there's an argument for in Britain as well. Do we care about that? You know, like how do we imbue creativity and discipline simultaneously? Where I think. Uh, other countries, they just focus primarily on discipline. You know, it's just crushed yeah. them into submission. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think Albanian, uh, you know, parents are thinking, oh, how do I make sure that my kid can survive without me? Because again, that's not part of what they're used to. Like they're, they're used to having four or five or six generations living under one roof, which becomes very oppressive because you just now have to like, you know, conform and be codependent to all these this whole system that's bigger than you. And that's why I actually think, you know, America has been able to succeed because they don't have that. They have this sense of like, go follow, you know, the impulses that you have. See that the thing, the scary thing about that is like <clears throat> the, the liberty of America, like, whereas you can see that like, all right, the entrepreneurial attitude, that's great. But then like, has it gone too far? Is that, is that what lost it? Like, where did, but that's, where did that's the thing wrong? with freedom. That's the thing with freedom. And, and, and this is where you kind of get back to that Christian perspective, right? Because God, God gives us freedom. That's the truth. And he gives it to us fully knowing that we might go too far and that we are going to go too far. But the alternative is basically creating uh, these like meat slaves who don't have any thought processes of their own and just are auto like automatons right who just do whatever you've programmed into them which would make god a dictator and a tyrant and it would be contrary to his nature well it's so a, that's that's the prodigal son right this is what we're like the the, the one that goes away spends his yep. riches yeah and then comes back but it, I, maybe maybe america is in the point of of the child has gone away and is spending their riches how many of them are going to make it back because that's obviously what you're talking about is right but i think you need to you need to have so much liberty that you need to choose in the end to say i'm going to live under like by these rules these are important right. rules for the next generation if we if we're going to have liberty it just feels like like all right i was 20 and people were still doing this exploring thing and i was too 
And then you reach 30, 35. I think I'm 35. I don't fucking know. And I'm like, I look back and a lot of my generation still has not stopped exploring. Exploring. They haven't. Yeah. yeah they, their freedom. And it's like, it's a great thing. But it's like, all right, get it together. Ring what do you it mean? They, what do you mean they haven't stopped exploring their freedom? What are they doing? Retarded shit. Retar okay. Honestly, when I see them doing irresponsible, retarded things, and then it usually always correlates with their political ideology. And it's okay. usually it seems like there's an imbalance where we talked about that narrow path being freedom and creativity and, and discipline, right? It should be like a 50-50 mix, maybe. I'm sure you know yeah. you can argue on that, but they're definitely neglecting you can't, the discipline this is, aspect. This is the paradox that you learn once you go really far into the into the quote unquote freedom. You can't have true freedom without discipline. And right. anybody who's ever been who who has will tell you that because they, you you usually go into addiction at that point, right? You think about right. it, you're like, yeah. And so then, what happens when you go into an addiction? You totally lose freedom. It's gone. So that's something that you learn, but not everybody learns that. That's correct, and it's a, it's a maturity process where you start to realize you go, yeah. Um, it's total freedom to wake up in the morning and eat donuts. And then for lunch, I'm going to eat chocolate. And then yeah, I'm going to eat for a couple of days. Yeah. And no, then... but, but that's what I mean. That's not actually freedom because right. is that actually you making like the, the you that's present and aware, is that you actually making the self or is that your addiction going? This is what we need. Hold on. All right. Perfect. Again, we're going to bring it back to our favorite subject. Dr. Jerry Marzinski. We talk Let's about this go. motherfucker every week. And I, are you familiar with him? I don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, he's a licensed psychologist for 35 years, worked, um, worked in the field for 30 something years. I think in a, where in like mental institutions, then after they shut those down jails or prisons and then his own practice. But after a little while, with schizophrenics, yeah, okay. with schizophrenia, but after a little while of doing this, he, he realized then he's like a hundred percent convinced that they're not like hallucinations, the schizophrenic. Oh, the schizophrenic right, mind. right, right, right. They're actually okay. entities and he's got, what, you know, pretty. His, yeah. his name is Dr. Jerry Marzinski. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, okay, Owen cool. just interviewed him yesterday. We've interviewed him. Go just like check that those episodes out. I'll check it really out. Good. Yeah. Um, and he, he said like, not only are they entities, but he thinks that they're like demons, these, these entities, yeah. because at some point he's got, he got in trouble for doing it, but he would say, he would talk to the people about what the voices are saying rather than telling them, their hallucinations, push them down, focus, take this pill. He was like, Hey, what if you address them? You know, like, what if you just trying things with these entities to the point where one of the guys told him like the entities want to talk to you. And uh, when he spoke with them, they said, you have no right to interfere with our way of life. Okay? Wow. That's, yeah. that's fucking creepy. It's creepy. It's creepy shit. What you're saying though, is like the fact that his his methodology of like treat these things like they are oppressing you and what happens is suddenly it gives people agency and that agency allows them to navigate this situation much better than like this victimhood mentality that, or at least that's yeah. one of the big takeaways i thought from that was like wow isn't that incredible you tell schizophrenic people even if it was um more of a thought experimentation if he didn't believe that these were actual entities uh the fact of the matter still is that giving people back agency instead of telling them like look you're a victim of your own psychology and you can't even trust your own senses to determine what's right or what's real and what's not real uh once you tell them like no this is happening to you they grab the steering wheel and their life begins to improve well here's wow. the, the crazy part because as leonardo was getting on and i told that whole story to say this part here that 
it's it's like almost it almost seems like so you have this great thing right let's say god gives you liberty right god god gives you the freedom to do whatever yes. then the inversion of that which is always like that's the antichrist that's the satan right the inversion of that would be yeah freedom like come let's get fucking crazy but it can get you to the point where you can't go back and through addiction like one of one of the reasons i said uh jerry marzinski is because it's really prevalent with people who've done methamphetamine and that's one of the addictions that, schizophrenia like, is really pre prevalent with people who've done methamphetamine okay and, yeah. and methamphetamine is what a gateway to demons well it's essentially a gateway Apparently. to having these 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 voices uh influence you and then over time if you stop using the methamphetamine the voices actually don't cease so yeah. it's like it opens the doorway and then even if you should stop after heavy uh methamphetamine use the doorway will remain open wow i think it's that's, that's the case as well for like hallucinogenics too i think if you open up a doorway like if you really do some like heavy heroic doses you open up that doorway and it's just open now we've, we've yeah well i've, I've read i've read a lot of stuff one thing i always say when people are like I, okay, so the whole thing with hallucinogenics, like th things like, um, you know, mushrooms or DMT or all that stuff, right? It, it's strange. I don't think every time you do that, you're necessarily opening up a doorway because it, if you guys notice, we all have like different parts of ourselves that operate at different times. And, you know, I, I'm of the belief of something called like an interni internal family system where different parts of you are stuck in different ages, depending on what happened to you in your life, because most of us have trauma. I think most of the time um, and not the kind of like, you know, trauma where it's like, oh, my God, I didn't get the latte I wanted. I'm talking about like real shit. Right. And so I think that there are different parts of us that operate at different times. And based on my research with this stuff, the there's usually a manager who's in charge of all these different parts for different reasons. And that looks different in your life. And so what the a lot of these psychedelics can do is shut that down. And that in of itself can be damaging because the reason that we develop these parts is for survival. So you might be shutting something down that's actually trying to protect you. However, I also do think that you could potentially be dipping into the spiritual world and then interacting with entities that present themselves as you or present themselves as good or benign. And ultimately, that's not good, right? And based a lot on my readings, what I've read with a lot of people who do a lot of psychedelics some of this, they always like to present like the most positive stories in the media and everything and be like, look how great it is. But there are people who will say things like you, you hear them talk about the entities they're talking to and you go, you're talking to demons, dude, that's mm -hmm. it. And then how do you know? Because you see the proof in how they live their life. None of these people that I've seen who do, well, I don't want to say none because I don't know everybody, but a lot of the people I've seen who do a lot of heavy dosing of psychedelics, you go, you look like a zombie. I don't, they're like, oh, but the, the spiritual, and I'm like, what are you gaining from that quote unquote spiritual knowledge if your whole rest of your life's a mess? At the bare minimum, they have like dreadlocks, which is never a good sign. <laughs> I never, I've never seen dreadlocks like in any good context, probably ever. <laughs> oh, funny, dude. Yeah. So I, I, I think we don't really know what we're messing with, but I do think there, there's a psychological aspect of it that's real and it's not always necessarily demons but you could potentially be, you know, harnessing that. And so that's what's hard to distinguish, right? Because sometimes you hear a voice go, oh, uh, have some, have a, have a piece of cake. Is that a demon all the time? 
He's like, yes. I don't know, dude. Fucking for me, it might be. I have a real serious uh, sugar issue. But Jerry Marzinski said something I thought was pretty profound during the episode, which was that like he thinks upward of eighty percent of your own your thoughts are not your own, which yeah. is like you're just like a, receiver a little jarring. For... To you. Isn't that an uncomfortable? Yeah. Almost like your your knee jerk reaction to that is like, fuck you. They're my thoughts. Like, but no, I don't think so. I, th I I think I think if you really watch, you'll see that thoughts kind of pass like almost like a stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like an yes. like an antenna, and then certain ones if you if you've thought them multiple times they resonate with you as if they're your own but they may not be and some things are your own you know and it's really right. i think it's, it's it's not so much about that first thought but it's like what we do with it afterward we might then build on it and and, and you know start having second and third I'm and fourth sure. thoughts I, I like i recognize what you're saying because as like i i used to play music a lot and it's like you get into the flow state right like you're starting yeah to it, it, I don't know, maybe I warm up for like an hour or something in your gym with somebody and then all of a sudden, boom, you're like, oh, that, write that down. I'm sure it's the same thing for comedians, however that happens in your internal dialogue. But it's like, why why would I get that thought at that time? It's like I kind of put myself into this mood state. here. And yeah, yeah. In this state, I'm, I'm vibrating a certain way and then boom, I'm getting these ideas from somewhere. And Yeah, that, for sure, yeah. for sure. But then we... I, I do think we participate with creation. I mean, that's the unique thing about being a human is that we create with the creator. And so, you know, you might get a, a piece of inspiration and then you build on it and you, you actually do participate in, in making thoughts and creating thoughts. So, um, but I do think, yeah, a lot of stuff is you go, where did that, you know, come from? And I think a lot of that too, that the reason they want to interact with us is because they don't have that same capability, right? They can't create. Yeah. But um, one of the things, Top, that you said earlier, I, I want to go back to, I'm hoping I'm not derailing this too much, but you were talking about this idea of like some of your friends that you've known uh, still exploring, right? Still just going out and, and experiencing that thing where we said maybe there should be a 50-50 balance of discipline and freedom. They're still just all in on freedom. And I couldn't help but think about the fact that our culture has been tweaked in such a way lately as to like skirt any of the things that would make you feel a call to responsibility myself i had once i had my son i was so i got married and i had my son and those two things were like a massive call to like stop sucking ass right it was like you can't be you can't just roll around as a pathetic lump anymore you have to step up and kind of be right. you know the the man in the arena like there's a whole story ahead of you that you have to engage with it's time to engage whereas truthfully prior to that i was not engaging i was just kind of floating through life going through that maybe like you described that freedom aspect but it seems like culturally we've moved away like anything that might bring that call to action to a human being it's like hey it's time to step up and enter this new you know season especially of your to life men. yeah especially to men in fact it's almost been, like uh, it all it all plays into itself, right? Like like the high rates of abortion, and not like not only are they killing babies, but you're stopping that uh, that that progression of, of of the generation of men. Like for me, that was supposed to grow up and kind of like be like, yo, uh, this this president's falling down all over the place. Like we, <laughs> I can't take this yeah. vaccine, you know that kind of shit. Or That's uh, not hey, even this this presidential cunt. Candidate comes from a country that doesn't have toilets. Maybe we don't elect him. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta argue with you there. I've got some. Uh, where is this? Yeah, I have some some issues Hunters with this. Toilets? Oh, this isn't it. This isn't it. Fuck, I gotta pull it back up. So I was banned on on Twitter, uh, and 
Vivek Ramaswamy actually came to my to my rescue, got me unbanned. See, here so it goes, dude. Here it goes. Conflicted. This need for a brown savior. This is exactly yes. what I'm talking about. You're 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 putting him up on the pedestal. He's your golden calf, dude. And I, I just, know what it feels like. Think? You see those. You see the guys that turn that they flip. They flip their candidates. And like, how the fuck did you change? What happened? How did they buy you? That's how they bought. Yeah. He bought me just like that. Just that. That's it. Just a little bit of that. that and I was you like. Have to I don't think you necessarily have to uh, shit in my streets, sir. As I'll person. pick it up. Shit in my streets. I don't dislike him as a person, right? I just think it's a weird thing because we, speaking of weird cultural shifts, not only have we gone to this point of like, fuck the white dude, like white dudes are pieces of shit, but there's a flip side to that coin, right? Where suddenly we're aiming at like different brown dudes and, and heralding them as saviors. And I, it's like, I don't think that. This is my brown know. savior. <laughs> <laughs> Turning on him, dude. You've turned on him. I, you, I listen. You, well, you know, I didn't know that. That does make him seem more favorable for sure. However, I don't think that necessarily means he should be the president of our country. It's you like, know, I'm told. You, know, <laughs> you know, I get here. Okay, let's just be honest for a second. If Vivek is all the things that he actually says he is, right, and he really is there to kind of to protect freedom and bring America back and really all about America, even though it's going to be pretty hard for somebody who's first generation, I can tell you that as an Albanian, like if I got elected president, I'd be like, let's just make sure Albania's okay. I mean, I love America. But let's make, you know, I would. Why? I can't erase that bond. That uh, I Albania, Albania would be your Israel. Is that what you're saying? A hundred percent. I'd be like, introduce something into the tax code that if people donate to Albania, they get some of their money back, like a lot of it, you know? Start sending all the pedophiles to Albania. Well, no, no we, do would, that. we would we would kill them. We don't have any tolerance. Hundred percent um, don't have tolerance for that bullshit. But how do I, how do Albanians feel about tunnels? What are the tunnels for? <laughs> we had a disagreement actually. I think on on Twitter recently about this. Well, yeah, because here's the thing: as soon as the tunnels broke, everybody goes human trafficking, and while it could be, and it's kind of—it's not looking great. And something shady is definitely a, a foot because you don't do secret, dirty shit like that, and then be like, "Whoa, it was nothing. We just wanted to expand the synagogue. Why wow, you're persecuting us? Because we're Jewish." It's like, what no, about the mattresses. We're, per we're persecuting you because you're at the bare minimum. You are undermining the safety of people who live in the buildings above what you're digging. You showed zero concern for the value of human life. Because undermining tunnel tunneling, <laughs> literally undermining them. How do you think the so, twin towers fell? But I'm but I'm careful about people hurling accusations of pedophilia and human trafficking and sex trafficking because you if you just hurl that anywhere, then all of a sudden when the accusation actually is legitimate, it gets weakened. It's like the Me Too movement when every girl came out was like Me Too, Me Too. And we're like, well, hold on a second. People have actually been raped, and we need to deal with that. You having slept with somebody and then changed your mind afterward is your problem. Here's why, here's why I went so far. And this is legitimately why. Number one, I'm an insane person. I was thinking, best case scenario down here, you guys are just raping kids. Worst case scenario, you guys are raping them and then sacrificing them to Moloch, which I'm pretty sure that you are with your star of Remfam on your chest. So I was leaving some but room for the benefit of the doubt. I don't think... Jewish people think of themselves as sacrificing to Moloch or anything like that. No, right. I don't. I, I don't think sacrificing to like a benign God, whatever. <laughs> Some no, other God. <laughs> I, I, 
I don't think so. I've had a lot of interactions. I actually lived in New York. I lived in Brooklyn around Jewish people. They believe in God. They believe in God the way we believe in God. They just don't think Jesus is God. Don't. They, I'm telling you, I lived in Brooklyn. I lived in Brooklyn for 30 See, years. Wait, this is that thing. This is, this is a fight. Right now, where Clint, where Clint has the soft spot for Vivek, we I found think it. we found Leonardo's soft spot. It's full of Jews. Who I have pays so you, Leonardo? Nobody. That's the problem. Nobody. <laughs> I, have a, I have a soft spot for the Jews, but it's not big enough for me to get paid by them. They're like, mm, we don't know. Um, I. But going back to what I was going to say about Vivek, I was going to say, look, if Vivek really is this guy who he says he is, right? And then you have somebody else who's, like, let's say, going to just sort of sell out our country, but he's white. Obviously, I would pick Vivek. <laughs> Clear, right? It's not, that's so stupid to be like, well, well, pick the white guy and he's going to like totally continue dismantling your country. But I don't think that's the case. I think that they have realized that they can package the same old shit under a different ethnicity and be like, look, it's new. It's like what they're doing with Hollywood films. They're literally oh like, hey, we have, we have stolen so much content our whole life that genuine artists don't want to work with us anymore. And so all we have are these decrepit thieves who don't know how to actually write anything. You ever seen a Hollywood script these days? It's horrible. There was like some shit. holiday movie with uh, Emma Watson. I, I mean, not Emma Watson. What's her name? Julia Roberts' niece. Today's show is sponsored by Purge Suddenly. Uh, parasite cleanses are something that the rest of the world is regularly doing. I know that this, this is a pretty common practice in places in Europe and Spain, um, but here in the West, it's not something that we do regularly. However, we should be doing them on a regular basis because it turns out that a lot of the things that ail us are actually caused by parasites. And it's my understanding that here in the West, uh, we have some of the worst cases of parasites. And so at PurgeSuddenly.com, uh, we have a plethora of uh, products that can actually help you cleanse your body of these damaging parasites, parasites that even some are known to cause cancer. Um, I know that if you go to the reviews and testimonies, I mean, you'll literally have images of people shitting out tapeworms. I mean, it's, it's a common thing, guys, whether or not, you know, it, uh, you're full of parasites. And one of the craziest things is that our guts actually directly affect our moods. And so a lot of the way that you go throughout the day feeling uh, from moment to moment might not have as much to do with your circumstances in life, but might actually have to do with the gut bacteria, the parasites that are living in your stomach, uh, which you can actually uh, correct these things with some of the products here at Purge Suddenly. Top, you had a pretty interesting uh, experience with parasite products, did you not? Yeah, it was, uh, so the Parasite products we used were not this one because we were not sponsored by them. I wasn't even doing a show yet. Um, my wife was really sick. This was one of the things in her protocol that actually got her back up on her feet. Not lying to you guys, she was out for maybe like two months, bedridden for a month. And afterwards, she told me she thought she was going to die. But this was one of the things that did help her um, get rid of you know, whatever was ailing her, which we still, we're still not really sure exactly what it was. Lyme disease, maybe just some kind of spells put on, but I, I don't know. It's crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff going on. Um, so yeah, I mean, we did the sauna and we did this and uh, this was beneficial. I actually did see, cause so my wife is psychotic and she was like, Hey babe, come here, check this out. And she showed me like worms. Like I just pulled up on the screen there coming out of you. 
this stuff is, you know, it's real, man. They'll, they, they're tiny parasites. And when, when they get in your, your stomach, they just hang out there. They feed, they, they grow. Havoc. This is yeah, something they, that like all of us uh, have. And, you know, not for nothing, but we just came off the heels of a pretty massive failure in the way of uh, the Western medical industry. And so if there was ever a time to take your 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 health very seriously and also in your own hands, uh, that time is now. And so, you know, if you start looking up things that are going to make you perform better, feel better, uh, and just improve your overall health, parasite cleanses are at the top of the list. And I think the culture is really moving towards this. So uh, thank God for Purge suddenly. But if you use promo code Nephilim at checkout, that's N-E-P-H-I-L-I-M at checkout, uh, you will save 10% off any and all products on PurgeSuddenly.com. That is N-E-P-H-I-L-I-M at checkout for 10% at PurgeSuddenly.com. Yeah, and guys, before we end this ad, listen, they've got apple cider vinegar drop uh, pills. They've got elderberry stuff. This is all pro the immune protocol. This is all protocols that I was using during COVID, and you know I wasn't that affected by it. So not only should we be purging, but you know keep your defense systems up. They they got you on that end too. So check this stuff out. It's good. The people who make this, we know, we trust, we're friends with them. Go check it out. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know who you're talking about. I forget what her name is. Anyway, it was some Christmas movie. And it was the most, it was like, I watched it because I was like, I want to see what the hell this shit is about. It was so horrible. The whole complete debasement of the culture to the point that the lead character who's supposed to be like, you know, charming or whatever is going, fuck, shit, dick, whatever, all saying all this stuff. And I go, yeah, we, we say this stuff or whatever, but there was a, there was a cultural elevation behind our art. You didn't want to bring people down. And that that's all I saw. And she was just openly talking in this way that was totally unbecoming of like, ooh, I want to fall in love with this character. It was like, I hope she gets run over by a car. That's how I felt. It was like, wow. Dita, you know what? We don't often get, um, uh, we don't talk to women. We just don't do it, right? So this is nice <laughs> Not that even we're actually our wives. doing this. We're like, barely <laughs> talk to these bitches. Just I would love to get I want to get your thoughts on this because this is something that I've noticed. It seems like all of the shit that they market to women nowadays has gotten if you go back to like when 50 50 shades of 51st shades of gray whatever the 50 fuck it was called. 50 shades of gray whatever yeah. 50 shades of gray. Uh when that yeah, first I watched, came out I went and, I went and watched that movie and I left within 20 minutes. I was like I don't need a film about my childhood. <laughs> 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 they did not pay me for this. Uh, so I'm like, you guys but, are getting off on this. You should have been raised by my dad. You would have saved ten dollars on a ticket right now. <laughs> but, oh, all right, all right. So pedophilia jokes. When that came all right. Out, nice. Well, I didn't mean that. I meant the beatings. I meant the beatings. They were, they were oh. getting off on this girl getting beat. You know? Uh, no, yeah, no, no, no. Without like, it. Like I said, Albanians don't like pedophiles. No, no. But they like beating. Their you can kids. see how that went a certain way. Uh, it's actually funnier no if you if you add the the pedophile like just infer that it's a pedophile thing and then like just shame people afterward for thinking well, how right. dare you? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why I laughed so hard. I was like, this is a defense mechanism. Just laugh keep really but like loud. keep on giving more innuendos about how it might be pedophilia, and then at the end of it, just be like, fucking this incredible. Your mind's in the yeah, gutter. <laughs> but like, look, when that movie came out, that was like you know smut. 
right? We were like, geez, man, what the fuck is this? Like, this is entertainment now? We've gotten so far beyond the pale now when it comes to that shit. My wife was talking about this movie that, like, everybody is heralding as as the next big thing. It's called uh, Saltburn, right? And I don't really know what it's about. All I know is that it made, like, the, the main character who's supposed to be this, like, uh, you know, sex symbol is this like weaselly little dude who's completely unattractive. I remember her going through the Shocking. thumbnails and I was like, that's the dude that everybody thinks look, he looks like fucking shit. He looks like dog shit, but whatever. And then she goes on to say like the things that are in this movie, we're talking like somebody's getting finger blasted on their period. Dude pops his fingers Why? out and then sticks it in her mouth. Right. Oh These are God. like the scenes that are going, I'm like, I don't know what the plot is, but women are like, Oh my God! Yes, yeah. and I'm like, is this genuinely women, or is this some weird cultural women, push? Because sometimes the machine fucked. gets behind it. Women are fucked up. Like my wife, I I, I say this often. I mean it. I, on my Netflix section, it's like shit that my kids watch, and then it's like uh, how it's made and other kind of dumb shows like them making iron and swords and shit. That's me. And then it's like movies about rape. That's my wife. It's every movie somebody gets raped. I'm Why like, what are they the fuck? doing this? Why are they marketing all the grossest shit in the world? It used to be this fucking trope of like men, all they do is think about sex. Now I look at the shit that women are subjected to when it comes to entertainment. I'm like, that's fucking gross, homie. Like, this is uncomfortable. And I don't even like, I don't even like, uh, we watched The Great which is like a kind of a, a funny film. It's a, I don't know when it takes place. I'm retarded. So maybe let's just say the, the 1400s. And so uh, basically it's about a queen that it, I think she takes over Russia. I'm not going to, I'm not good with geography either, but every single episode starts with some old timey fucking every episode, like the episode starts and they're just fucking, and then they run into the plot. And it's like, now it's become, a, I guess it's a running joke. Every episode is going to start with them fucking. And I'm like, this is a, a show that's geared towards women. And I'm like, also, there's like a bunch of black people and it doesn't make sense because we're talking like the 1400s and fucking Russia. I mean, anytime no there's a bunch of black people in it, can we just call it? <laughs> 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 here, here, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. This gets back to that discussion that we were having about freedom and discipline, right? And you guys were saying something really interesting, which was, um, that these demons will come around and they'll be like, ooh, come, this is the way of freedom, right? And then what they do is they actually end up ensnaring you and enslaving you. And you, and it starts off, it's like so interesting because when you, when you first come across the Bible and you hear the story of God being like, uh, hey guys, have a good time. Just like, don't eat from this tree. You're like, why is he trying to control me? <laughs> You're like, why is this guy trying to control me? And so you go to be free. I really got to eat from the tree. And then what happens when we eat from the tree, we actually really end up getting enslaved. And so on the surface, it looks like God's prescriptions are meant to take away your fun and keep you from being free. Right. And actually they are meant for the exact opposite. There's a path to freedom and he's telling you, if you follow the, these rules, you'll get there. And then Satan comes in and goes, I'm the good guy. I want you to have whatever you want. And Satan can be a metaphor if you don't really believe in like an actual demonic entity. And I'm divided on, sometimes I think he's real and sometimes I think it might be a metaphor, right? My but the, real. Yep. A lot of what I'm reading points to he's an actual entity, <laughs> right? But and you don't have to go there. Like if you're an atheist, you could still reason this way where you realize that voice that tells you, hey, actually real freedom is in doing whatever you want, whenever you want, leads to 
an ins- an actual enslavement. So it's actually the, it's an actual inversion, right? But on the surface, to a young mind, preliminarily, those things seem exactly the opposite. And so what you have now going on with sex is exactly the same fucking thing. It seems really controlling and confining to tell women, hey, at the at okay, you can't you can't wait Don't till fuck marriage. That guy. <laughs> well, I mean, how's Top Lobster going to get any tail? <laughs> I'll be okay. <laughs> like, if if you, it seems like real, real uh, confining to be like, don't have sex before marriage, right? It really does. But you talk to any girl who's of right mind, and you ask her to recount any of her sexual experiences before, and it's always like this. It's like, oh, remember that guy that you slept with? She's always like, oh, God, I can't believe I did that, Ugh. right? Always. Like, you guys are exactly the opposite. Like, you could have fucked some chick who's on 6th Street right now. You'd be like, yeah, you should have seen her pussy. You know, like, it would have been, you, you could have you fucked a homeless chick, and you still recount it with glory. Can I, can I say real quick, that is a a, a misnomer. I, as a dude, my entire life, I think it's because nobody did anything weird to me when I was a kid, have been mortified at like sexual conversation with the homies. Never fucking did that. Like that. I just want to address that. Do you, when you think about, this is my point. When you think about people, girls that you've had sex with, do you feel a sense of repulsion for those people? Only for the fat ones. (laughs) <laughs> okay, but in jet, let me just tell you something. If you're a right mind as a girl, you feel a sense of repulsion for almost every single one that you've ever slept Because with. it's an internal... I just want to say, though, this guy, this is the same dude that sent us a picture of his dick that he doesn't talk about sex with the homies and all that. He won October, so round of applause. I don't talk guy. to you about it, though. I just he doesn't talk I about submitted, it. I won the well, competition, and then we don't talk about it. But what I think is happening is a complete dismantling and debasement of the female mind that's selling them uh basically sexual enslavement as freedom oh sell your pussies online that's peak freedom what since Dude, when? that's like the worst venomous thing that's happened to the culture and it's like the worst part about it is these girls and i'm not even trying to knock them right but it's like what percentage of women out there who decided to try an only fans thing are just normal folks who started in OnlyFans, got $7 for showing their pussy, and now have to carry that for the rest of their fucking life. And I'm not even dunking on them. It's like, as somebody who tried to have a successful podcast for, you know, seven fucking years, I made $13 every once in a while and then felt like a shameful moron. But I never showed my butthole to OnlyFans. And that's like, dude. You showed your metaphorical butthole. (laughs) Yeah, my spiritual butthole. Podcasting is just showing your metaphorical butthole. It's showing your metaphorical butthole. Yeah, I think it's a way, I think it's a way to, because women have traditionally been, and, and, and this is for a lot of reasons. Number one, uh, we carry most of the risk when it comes to sexual interactions with men. Okay. In a lot of different ways. And so there's like this thing of like, you're liberated from that. Right. And it's like, no, actually you're not because you still are in danger of in, in different ways. And so what they're doing is they're trying to dismantle women from having any kind of attachment to their true sense. Like when you really get connected to yourself and you're like of right mind and body as a woman, you don't want to just sleep with whatever guy comes around. Like the idea, when I first meet a guy, I'm instantly disgusted. No matter what I'm most men instantly repulse me. Now I might have trauma, (laughs) No, 
no, but you know what I mean? I never meet a guy and I'm like instantly like, yeah, I want to fuck you. No, never. It, that never happens. So do you think it's a societal trick where- Oh yeah, because we've been- I was just looking up that, uh, I was trying to pull up the uh, the article about uh, do men, do women retain DNA from every man they have slept with? It's like the idea of the oh, chimera. Incredible. And uh, a lot of scientists say that they do. And even even like well, that, up to a certain that, time- that that I know what you're talking about with with that story and the science behind it isn't um, like really good. Oh, so we're not trusting the science now, Leonardo. I never trust the science. What are we told? The, the, idea, the idea of it, the idea that like should be. I'm not going to say what kind of scientist startling. he was. <laughs> a Jewish scientist. How big was his hat? Uh, um, no. I think, I think it's, I just think it's the way that we're programmed. That's, that's nature and we cannot get away from that. And I think what you see with the progressive left is this absolute, uh, seething at the mouth for the restrictions that nature creates. Mm. And, and that kind of goes back to why Satan hates God. I mean, to me, it's, it's pretty satanic. It's like you have a seething for God's rules and restrictions, but that's because you lack, you're ignorant and you don't understand the real reasons behind them. I'll check this out. God said, don't sell your pussy on OnlyFans. But who <laughs> yeah, said- Yeah, it says it right there. Timothy, verse three. <laughs> Motherfucker. But who right said, uh, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. And which right. one of those two things have permeated the culture more effectively? Mm. Right. That should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, to me, it's pretty satanic. It is pretty satanic. And anybody who has done what they wilt has seen that that road doesn't lead to whatever you thought it was. And, you know, like a lot of, you know, really what a human being is looking for is happiness, connection, fulfillment. And we've just been sold that this is the way. And it's like, well, you know, you might have, and this is why God is God. Cause he goes, okay, you're going to have to learn that on your own. And people will say things like, oh, why does God let bad things happen? And it's like, well, he, you are, you're free, right? So did you, did you set into motion a chain reaction of actions that's going to lead to a particular consequence? Okay. He's got to let you have those consequences. Otherwise you are not free. Yeah. We're, we're, the, the culture has gone in, in such a strange way. We have this conversation every once in a while where it's like, I'll ask a, a, a question that probably is too vague in its nature. Uh, maybe it's there's a better way to frame it but it's like is culture good or bad and it's like well maybe culture that's dictated by god that that runs as closely parallel to the word of god is as good as culture can be but culture by its nature is manufactured so it's either going to be manufactured by the guidance of god or it's going to be manufactured by what we think is our own free will in my opinion it's it's uh, our free will hijacked by some dark spiritual entities that has a really long game that it's willing to play and it right. steers our culture in in the worst way possible because if you're looking right now like it's you know top has been going on this um super racist rampage on twitter nice. uh, against pretty much everybody which i think is about number what? one very well you know about what which the, one the chinese probably the jew i don't know pretty much everybody the chinese uh, one has been vicious this one has been mean vicious i've been it have you been. seen these people are nasty i've get like well i agree with it though 100 percent. And, and the reason that i agree with it is because um part of the culture that restricts you from telling the truth is this idea that you're going to be bludgeoned with different things like homophobe or racist or yep. this and, that. Yep. and it's losing and the its idea, power 
it is losing its power. And, and it's to the not point only where is it losing its power, they have but to, it's like, how is it wrong to notice that a certain race does this or that? Like, say what you want about white people. And if it's true, I'll agree. You know what I mean? Say what you want about Puerto Rican people. If it's true, I'll agree. I don't like this idea that suddenly you can't notice actual patterns that, that permeate an entire group of people. Just You can't notice has- actual patterns that permeate an entire group of people unless that group of people is white and unless it's negative stuff. You cannot notice good patterns that it permeate an entire group of white people, but you can notice all the bad patterns that do. And I think people are like, enough of this shit. We've had enough. We're done. And you know what? Your words, because because basically this is where I, I heard Owen Benjamin talk about this before, and it's not exactly the same thing, but I agree with him on this where he says, it's almost like they put you under a spell, like a spell where you're afraid of being accused of this word. And so many of us were so afraid of that because it meant the end of you. And they also made it like it was the worst Thing you could ever be accused of being is a racist and i'm like hi pedophiles exist i think that's probably the worst thing you could be accused of being but they've they've done that where we're like oh no don't call me that and now i think people especially like i see this in gen z they're like okay you're you're racist okay thanks next yep. yes and is what i keep selling people and it, it's gotten to the point it's interesting to think about it psychologically because all of these people who have been so here's here's what the story is it's a video i didn't even really watch it i've never even played the sound on the video i just like briefly saw it's four seconds i see a chinese lady with a rabbit then all of a sudden she's all loving it she's loving the rabbit though that's the part it's actually just exactly that was the part that was it was like intentionally cruel and mocking and here's the thing and i don't give a fuck if anybody sees this and wants to hear my my side I'm watching it on Twitter. I swear to God, to this day, haven't there's 4 million views on it. Haven't clicked it to open it up. If you open it up, it's like this. And then there's like subtitles. I don't see any subtitles. I see a video of a Chinese lady with a rabbit. And then it's a dead rabbit. She cuts it in half. I've yeah. also seen videos of a Chinese lady with a fucking monitor lizard. She she looks at it, pets it, puts it in a wok I've and seen beats that. it with a hammer. I've, seen, I've seen videos of a guy he cooked a whole cow's head with the hair on it and eyeballs and whatever else in its head and then put like vegetables on it and ate it. These are Chinese people. So I just said, God created oceans to separate us from them. And let me tell you, the amount of hate, like it starts in the comments. It's people saying like, oh, you're a fucking racist. You're this. They're seeing like what what bothers me. Nothing bothers me. I'm I'm interacting with them because I see the view count going up. I'm like, I'm going to get paid. So I go, okay. What can I do? I'm having fun. I'm here anyway. And they realize it doesn't bother you. I click on their profiles, every single one of them, he, him, or a transgender flag, something like that. Oh, God, so, the worst. And yes, that, I know that, which that side. Achilles, that's the Achilles heel of white people is the trans movement. Because they're just like, well, and I'm like, okay, well, if you're not going to have reality, we're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. That's actually, yeah, that's actually really true. It's the, it's almost the ultimate the ultimate level of like, like the perversion of our society, right? Where yes, they're like, the ultimate perversion of our values, because our values are about live and let live. And so now they're like, hmm, why don't you let this man live as a woman in your daughter's locker room? And we're like, okay, that's enough. Are we though? It seems Can we like remember America's- this 53 minutes in? I just want to get the video of her getting her hands closer and threatening us with that. That was really good. Uh- <laughs> America isn't saying it's an it's enough. Oh though. yes, they are. Oh yes, I don't they know. are. Let me You're in you Texas something. though. When I made no, let me just say something. The the amount of people who have stopped accepting 
the transgender narrative has exploded. It's just, there's still these like, you know, demons online who are like writhing, like, ah, respect my pronouns. And you're like, get out of here, you fucking demon. You know what I love about them though? Can I just say this? It's like these people that are still defending the trans movement, whatever the hell you want to call it, Every time you click on them, they are physically the most inconsequential people on, on the planet. Well, They're that's the why. That, like, they provide. Yes, that is why. Exactly. Because they have nothing of value to provide whatsoever. No, because they have no to... agency on their own. And so mm. they have to hitch their wagon to this victim consciousness because that up until this point has been created as the absolute epitome of power, which again is just an inversion of everything, right? In order to have power, you have to be the mo the biggest victim, the, the most powerless. And now where everybody's like, okay, that's enough. And you've seen like we don't we weren't paying attention, but if you look at the trajectory with movies, for example, we were talking about this, we went from having the hot people actually be hot and desirable to they're the villains and the squaggly little fucking slimy looking slime ball who nobody wants to talk to because he can't even fucking lift a weight suddenly is the guy who gets the girl. Gross. It's an inversion. No. Yeah. In what world? And also I've it's dated offensive. those guys. It's incredibly intensive. I've dated the guys who are like not physically attractive in, in like the conventional sense being because I was under the same fucking thing, hoopla on my wall. The, the really? Guy. And those guys are the worst. They're the worst. It's almost like God made them with like a sign to be like, hey, don't date the ugly goblins. And I was like, maybe inside they're good. No, they're never good. It makes me sad that that's not just movies, that that actually happens, that affects women. You dated an ugly person just because you thought that that was what was accepting? Okay, I also have trauma. Let's just okay. get well, Let's be honest, back. though. It goes back to what I was saying before. But my like thought process majority of media is was, aimed at women. No, but, it, but the thought process was don't be superficial on something like looks and you know, and it, this is in your consciousness now, right? The good looking guy is gonna be the one that cheats on you. And, and it's not like, okay, good look, all good looking guys are gonna be good to you. Cause God knows, you know, you have that typical, there's that archetype of the, you know, the American psycho, right? This really good looking guy or whatever, but that's also Hollywood's creation. Right. right. Was that because part of most, the demonizing of, of good looking white dudes? I, I wonder because I the, I have dealt with a couple of narcissistic sociopaths and they've been pretty ugly, actually. So mm -hmm. and I don't know, maybe maybe there are some good looking uh, psychopaths out there, but those aren't the ones I've dealt with. And you again, why the thought process was that they're, oh, don't be so superficial. Look at somebody's looks. It's about who somebody is inside. And then you're like, they're just as shitty inside as they are on the outside. So I think that what happens is um, there. it's the same narrative that was sold to us about nerds, right? Where it's like nerds are actually the good guys and they're going to grow up to be happy, healthy, functioning people. And it's the good looking jock who's going to grow up to be above. I don't know how true that is, because I think what happens is the nerd has an entire childhood of resentment build up within them. And then as soon as they get to an elevated position, they take out that resentment on yep. anybody who crosses them because they have power. Right. Whereas the yep. jock was well socialized and got to have a pretty successful upbringing where everybody was reciprocative to him. So he never like, for example, well, I, the, jock, uh, the jock was able to take that journey I was talking about, like. He went and he did that stupid stuff. And then, you know, high school ends or whatever it is. And now he's like, okay, I'm here now. I saw what I did there. And maybe they're like more balanced because they've done more. Yes. Whereas the nerd has been contained. 
and it's it's completely poisonous to to flip these roles in society. It's oh, man. I, I don't think also, my, I think my experience is a reasonable one, right? I was not a bad looking dude in high school, had a lot of success with women, had a lot of success with friends, uh, made some mistakes on how I treated people, was treated badly, had a pretty run of the mill experience. And then by the time I got old enough to uh, meet my wife, I had a pretty good idea of what I did wrong, what I didn't want to do anymore, and what was done to me that I didn't like and what I wouldn't accept done to me anymore. And also was well socialized, so I knew how to treat people in just like social surroundings or social situations. And then I just went on to have an, a normal, happy, healthy marriage. And I think that's a fucking reasonable formula. But instead, we were told that if you're good looking and have success, that like somehow you're bad. for You're that. bad. You're bad for it. Right. Exactly. Because, again, it's inverting God's creation. Like God created beautiful people to be like hate, hated upon. God creates beauty. But that's everywhere. what's happened. And now what are we getting? We're getting the grotesque. And like you said it before about the guys, right? These weasley, just shitty dudes, these ugly dudes. Or the Maybe fat dudes. Yeah. It's fat like, cheeks where it's like we've got fucking Lizzo who's clapping her ass cheeks together and just creating sound waves that are destroying the masses. And somehow this <laughs> is like, you know, heralded as, as beauty now. And not only that, but when the woman decides that she doesn't want to be obese anymore and she starts to take agency over her own health, her fucking fan base turns on her because they hate that. Right? Yeah, because they don't because they're probably all fat. They probably hate it even more because they're all fat. And now she's actually showing she's holding up a mirror and going, hey, you don't have to keep doing what you're doing. And they're like, fuck you. I want to. You know what I mean? It's the it's demons because like, 80 percent of their thoughts are not their own. dude. Let me say yeah. let me say, though, it is dude. It feels like the demons because like in the end, in the end of the day, all those comments, I'm joking back with people. I'm creating engagement. I'm not joking. I'm fucking making fun of them. And. In the end, I've gotten more, I mean, countless uh, private messages that just say, kill yourself. Please kill yourself. Like, yeah. this is shit. That's In real demonic end, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, like what they want to say to me on the timeline that other people can say, like, this guy's an idiot. This guy's a whatever fucking, I'm not even reading half of it. But I see these things and I was like, oh, okay. Like, you, you've reached your limit with me where you're like, this isn't bothering him. And they're like, what do we do? It was like, I don't, what's our end goal? It's like, right. tell him to kill himself. And they're like, yeah, this will work. They just, they're writhing, dude. Like when that yeah. doesn't land either, they're just like, ah. Yeah, yeah well, and I'm just like. They're projecting their own um, self-hatred onto you because you've refused to carry their hostility. And so now you've left them with their own hostility. And so they want they really want to kind of kill you because you're reminding them of how horrible they are. It's such they a really weak wristed, they, yeah, it's a yeah. weak wristed attempt at like, and literally I say it all the time. I'm like, they, they want your kids raped and they want you dead and they think it's yep. funny. And when yep. I say they, I mean the Jews and I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I mean, <laughs> I mean like, like, you know, whatever this end entity is, is like whatever that's always working towards in the end, it's always pointing there Whether it's like, well, be fat. Yeah. Oh. Like, like when, when they tell you not to be fat, it's like, like this, like, you know, hot oil on snakes kind of thing where they just can't, they can't take that. Right. It's always working towards your own demise. Well, or, anytime you tell the truth, it's hot oil on snakes. And who mm -hmm. was the truth? There you go. Yeah, the logos. It's like when you speak something, it it's like when when God said I mean, but no, Jesus said, I am the truth. So to me, I mean, at least from what I've learned with my catechism, and I'm not an expert in this in any way, but what I've learned from my catechism is Jesus and the truth are synonymous. So when you stand for the truth, you're actually standing for Jesus. And when you stand for Jesus, you stand for the truth. 
That's why so I don't fuck think anything that keeps you from being able to speak the truth. That is why it's the most that's fucking correct. important thing in the world. That's, that is correct. And that is why speaking the truth is something that people were willing to die for always. Cause it's, what's the point of living? If you can't tell the truth, there is no point. Is that why you do stand up comedy? What got you into it? Um, you know, I was, I was an actress for a while in New York and then I started writing and uh, I wanted to write like a very serious screenplay, but everything kept coming out funny. And I had people tell, telling me for a long time that it was really funny. And so I finally just decided, okay, let's give it a shot, right? And um, I found out that I was funny and that these people weren't necessarily wrong. And then when I, what kept me doing it was wanting to tell the truth. Because I was going around, I was in New York, I started in New York, and I saw all these people saying, just saying shit that was stupid or they were just holding up the, I could see that they had downloaded the ideology that they're supposed to uphold. And then they're creating jokes to uphold the ideology. And it wasn't funny because it wasn't grounded in the truth. It was propaganda. And I was like, this isn't your job. This is not the job of a comedian. A comedian is supposed to speak the truth and do it funny because that's the only way you're, you can kind of get away with doing it and you're not doing your job. And so we're all going to have a bunch of fucking trannies running around over here talking about like telling your kids to chop their dick off and nobody's, and everybody's too afraid to say anything because you want to get a job in Jimmy Fallon's fucking writing room. And then I just decided, I don't give a fuck. I'm, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to tell the truth. And it's been a longer, harder road. I saw people who were, you know, doing their little fucking song and dance, just like blow up because the algorithm would push those people up. I got banned on my first account, you know, shit slowed me down, but um, it's been a way more satisfying journey, even though it's hard. I have my moments where I like doubt and I want to, I, like I, I quit comedy like two nights ago, just it's a regular <laughs> occurrence for me. And um, it just, it, it's harder. And I could see why why the other road is so much more appealing. But uh, I would not do comedy for if 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 that was the case because I because I quit comedy and then the next day somebody was asking me like, oh, um, what's your favorite female comedian? And I couldn't name one that was active. Like he he goes, do you like uh, this uh, Taylor Tomlinson chick? I don't know if you guys know who this is. No, no. Um, she's a mainstream chick who's pushed out by Netflix. And look, is I haven't she, watched a, a small. A, a blonde, I think yes. she's blonde or brute. Yeah, yes. yeah. And to me, I didn't really watch her stuff, but she's just another one, another cog in the machine of, of female stand-up comics that I've seen for the most part. The ones that are pushed out talk about relationships, they talk about sex, they talk about their pussies. That's it. Okay. Dude, and that, it's like fucking overt. I'm like, can, is this the because, formula? The yes, about your pussy? Because wh what are they doing? They're just selling you porn. Mm. Now it's now it's poetic porn. They're showing their, their metaphorical butthole. They're showing show their metaphorical buttholes. God so damn it. I listened to her do this. I listened to her, her do this bit, which it just wasn't funny. It was mm. stupid. She was like, she was talking about, um, oh, if, if when you when you when you get with a new partner, you know, it's kind of hard to tell them what you like in bed because the only reason you know what you like in bed is because you learned it with somebody else. So you got to do this whole song and dance where you got to pretend that, you know, you just came up with this on your own. And she's like, can you just do it like Craig? Can we call Craig? I saw and that. I go, yep, I saw and that. I, I just was like, that hurt. It just ripped everything out of me because I was like, not only is this not funny, but bitch, who are you kidding? Nobody cares that you're a whore anymore. Every well, oh, you got to pretend that you like. Who cares? Nobody cares. It's also like this fucking thing. It's like, let me show you the secret heart of women. 
and it's horror. Like that's it's what they're showing shit. you inside. It's like, dude, what the fuck, man? It's not genuine also, laughter. Either. It's also like, not real. It's yeah. not real. I have never once been with like somebody new and thought, can you just do it like this guy? No, I've never fucking thought that. I just say a, I don't think dudes think that either. I don't but think that's, that's the craziest real for part. Either. That's the craziest part, Leonardo, right? Because obviously that's not true. It's not even it's really not like a true. It's not it's a caricature of the truth. Demons who put her in front of America go, here's your entertainment slaves. Laugh at this. But Don't here's the, the worst part. So who she does the entertainment industry. No, but yo, guys, she's getting laughs, though. That's the most disturbing part to me. She's getting Are laughs from laughs these people. Yes, because, it's because like, you this have is people just shocking. who are just checked. They're checked out of life. They're but like, they don't, here's how, here's my metaphor. They and you're an asshole if you don't is. laugh at female comics. Mm. Have you ever listened to some of the music that's out there? And oh, you'll yeah. be bopping your head and you'll be, okay, you listen to Nicki Minaj sing and you go, you know, she's okay. And then you listen to Whitney Houston and you go, what the fuck was I listening to? Yep. Until you listen to Whitney Houston, you don't realize that Nicki Minaj can't sing because you haven't heard the real thing. Dog, so I just, a lot of this. A couple episodes ago, I had to go and fucking put these people in their place about Amy Winehouse. I don't know how you feel about her, but I'm like, the bitch could sing. She had like actual musical ability. She had and now actual stuff- musical talent. Yeah, the stuff I listen to, I'm like, I just, I, I barely well, listen I, to anything. I have bad musical taste. Can you guys tell me if I'm off on this? I'm, I, I, what I do is I fucking play one song on loop to death because I'm retarded. Uh, this song by Stevie Nicks, the, uh, the Edge of Seventeen, I think is like a fucking masterpiece. Am I wrong on that? Because I like, my house, I, I, I thought their stuff was, I think Stevie Nicks and the, and their what are the other group that it's like a to? six uh, Fleetwood Mac. It's like a six minute yeah. song, and it sounds like a fucking like I don't like all that witchcraft shit but i'm like this bitch was a witch a hundred percent like she's tapped yeah. into some and other she, fucking and her voice metaphysical totally shit. different totally different uh, than whitney houston or whatever but there was a musicality to it there was life there was art in it right. i agree with you on that but so well, what whitney happens black is and stevie nicks is lot, white and so i'm like we could do this <laughs> a lot a lot of people watching taylor tomlinson have never been to real comedy they've never seen tim dylan yeah. they don't know what it is to piss your pants from laughter they never watched eddie murphy's two specials and see mm. real talent. Those are, so that's one of the, uh, those are the specials as like a child. I remember watching them over and over and over again, fucking raw and delirious. And it's just something about it to this day. I'll still reference it. Artistry. Yeah. Artistry. If you don't get it, I know that I'm like, this motherfucker is not like me. If I make a, a like a, I don't know, she fell down this goo goo or some shit like that. And you look at me and say, huh? I'm like, oh, no, this is not going to so, be a good conversation. Can I ask you this? So only when um, you get exposed to that and then you go back and watch Taylor Tomlinson or you, you go, ah, yeah. And it's the same thing because I saw this when I was doing comedy in New York. You'd go in the room, right? And there'd be a, there's a show going on and you got these kind of like, okay, comedians. You go, okay, I guess they're funny. I guess they're funny. And then a real fucking comic comes on and you go, what the fuck was I laughing at? Because this is funny. Yeah. So a, was there a time when when I, I would say like the Rogan era, right? Rogan starts to put on all these comedians and there's like this, uh, you could kind of call it a renaissance, right? Where like stand-up yes. comedian, uh, stand-up comedy permeates the culture again in a really big way that it hasn't since like, I don't know, maybe like the late 90s or early 2000s, maybe like died with Dane Cook. Uh, and this is just from my perspective, right? I'm just a consumer. Um, and so is there a, a sort of a watering down of what comedy is with this new wave because when well, i think it of wasn't a commodity 
Well, yeah, it, but when I think of stand-up comedy, allowed. it's like it's supposed to be synonymous with truth-telling. And now I see the argument that it's like, well, that was never supposed to be the thing. It's just entertainment. They're 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 under no well, it's been hijacked. Tell the truth. I mean, like any other good thing, right? Like good music was hijacked by the CIA, and they come in and they start you know pushing their fucking anti-war propaganda into the music, and all the kids are like, ah, and fucking zombied out, right? So they they hijack it. They hijack any true good art form that we have and then they they use it for their own shit but at the same time there's an undercurrent there's a strong undercurrent of, of stand-up comics who are virtually independent for the most part i mean you got ben bankus out of canada the guy is hilarious i think you guys know seen some of his clips this is what the, these people are you can look them up you know they're they're out there and they're saying the shit that we're not supposed to say and people are like finding them you know but they have to go their own road that's the thing. It's like even even the Rogan crew, I, and I do think they're very funny. Like Kreischer, Tom Segura, are really funny. It's just like then then I see it's like something like Legion of Skanks, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is like funny because they're and then there's even more layers. Yeah, under, like, skank, like skank, Yeah, talk about Skankfest. I mean, Skankfest. You saw some of the most fucking absolute fucking unhinged comedians yeah. ever, and you're dying. You're dying. You know? Yeah, because they you peel especially at Skankfest, it's a, it's an interesting place because they peel back that uh the facade of like even if that person with blue hair does think all this shit when they walk into Skankfest, they're like you're in Skankfest. It's this whole a whole nother thing. A whole other thing. I must have yeah. seen like seventeen comics say the n word on stage and nobody everyone was like ha and they're nobody all cared. white. Yeah. It's yeah, weird is... though because it seems like the most successful comedians right now are also the ones that seem very vested in protecting their careers from any sort of like misstep yes gonna go wrong. because if the industry has been hijacked by the propagandists and they're just using the comedy world i mean what do you think jimmy fallon's there for it's to uphold the system it's and not to they're not gonna put a guy on there who's gonna be like hey what's going on with the federal reserve it's neither federal nor a reserve yeah. Why is everybody who works there Jewish? Questions? <laughs> They're not, not gonna put to that, that guy on mainstream. So maybe maybe like the the heart of comedy lies elsewhere now, right? Because obviously it's not gonna be presented on Netflix anymore. Those the like that's not where you're gonna well, find you're, know, you'll find entertainment. You've got, you've got some talent that really is walking that line real, real close. Like, you know, Ari Shafir, who is Jewish, he just is absolutely fucking hilarious. And is subversive to the regime that way you've got shane gillis i mean he really knows how to do that dance and his content isn't like upholding the system you know but he's just clever enough to do it in a way where and and, and he's got enough of his own fans that it's like you, you're not going to be able to stop him now you tried you tried and the only thing you did was hurt yourself because nobody thinks fucking saturday Night live is funny and nobody thinks that shane lost Everybody looks at that equation and goes, SNL lost in that decision. Well, I don't think SNL lost because SNL wouldn't have been doing anything that Shane suggested anyway. They would have probably have their shit that's safe. You might have had a different, who knows? Because he would have been so. there. They get it. Take... If you would have stood by him at that point, then you would have a different decision making process. If they would have oh, if they would have gotten Shane there, they would have taken him and he wouldn't he wouldn't have been funny. We wouldn't have had uh, beautiful dogs. It, that that just wouldn't have happened, he, or maybe it would have happened in a different way. Who knows if he would have stayed at that point? Well, that's true. 
move the culture of of SNL, SNL yeah. could have shifted along with the way that the culture is shifting exactly. right now, right? Because it does feel like the culture is shifting. We're definitely at this uh, turning point where we're going Maybe, around but the corner. Things like SNL are not cultural. Things like SNL are machines that are built. They were. They never were. They're corporate. They're machines that no, are no, built they were, to go the way. Before, before SNL. Yeah, but what are we not, talking about in the was, early '90s? What, no, I'm talking about the '80s. You know when, yeah. when it like because it the people that were on SNL weren't stars. They weren't making crazy amount of money. They were like the degenerate outcasts, so they could just do whatever they want. They just threw shit at the wall. You know, it was like in Living Color. That shit was like that was you just that's why you had like real artistry happening there. But at some point, it goes corporate, and, and you don't get that back. Yes, you don't, you don't you get can't that make back. That, yeah, so no. So then Best you go. Scenario, think there's any way to backpedal it and to revert it back to its no, original form? Not no, for the, something like that. No. It's too big it's now. Burn down that institution and do something it's, new. It's got to burn down. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it. Now it's all here. It's all internet shit now. Now that's the that's the way you're going to move it. And luckily, it's proliferated enough that people can move this yeah. like, comedy along. Who the on fuck the is internet. watching SNL anymore? I don't know. It's a great question. I used to, I used to watch television. it. I used to watch that show. I used to look it up online. There hasn't been the, nothing on television is an event for me where it's like, I got to be here at this time, except for like UFC. Nothing is yeah. an event where I'm like, I got to catch this show. Like, who gives a yeah. fuck? I might catch the replay or might never watch it because it's yeah. not like new original. It doesn't even make me smile. And I'm, I'm a fan of that because it's a waste of time and energy anyway. So why, why are you wasting your life watching other people live fake lives? That, that's also a whole this thing. Is a, like, I just, this is a chicken before the egg kind of a question. Do we think that we would be seeing this cultural shift if it wasn't for x or did x get bought out by elon just at the perfect time because the culture was going to shift and maybe that right because we were expecting a pendulum swing you yeah. know everybody who's watching it goes you can't keep this going on forever we're going to swing back and we're going to swing back in a massive way does elon musk position himself perfectly as the tide is about to turn or is x actually the catalyst for the cultural shift hmm I think it was a catalyst for it happening earlier and more systematic than without it, because we were being pushed into rumble and all these places. And what's the other one, the telegram and everybody's being pushed into these other places because we, we couldn't do it in the mainstream platforms. I mean, I got banned on Instagram. People were getting banned. They were getting shadow banned. Their stuff wasn't being shown. And then with X, it's like, there was a whole like channel where all, all of the stuff that was already bubbling up, it was bubbling up and it was waiting and it was waiting and it was going to go somewhere, but it was potentially going to get dispersed into a lot less of a potent uh, thing than what we have now. Now find its outlet in X. So it was going to go somewhere. And then, it's and almost, then because it's X almost is, like Owen Benjamin says, he's like, you know, oh, they kick me off of all this stuff. And then they're like, we don't, we can't see what you're doing over there. Come back. And it's like, it makes me feel like, like, yeah, we were getting a little bit too decentralized for you yeah. know, whoever wants us control. Yeah. So what is X then? Because X, it could you can look at it and be like, oh, this guy, Elon Musk, is a savior. Look at him. He's protecting free speech. It's like, or is he just kind of like corralling you back in? I, like, I don't, I don't know what, I'm going to use it for what? I, I think it's hard, it's hard to know. You're, it's always, you're always, we should always retain a level of suspicion, especially with anybody on Elon's level, because we don't know. And there's, it's, it would be naive to be like, you know, does this person really care? But billionaires are people. Millionaires are people. And the same way that, you know, 
poor people have a diverse array of things they believe in and care about. I think rich people have a diverse array of things that they care about. And the, they're not all about the same stuff. Like there's group, there's a group, a very powerful group of rich people that wants to kill off humanity. And that's true. And they want to kill off all that's good about humanity, our freedom, our love, our creativity, all of that stuff. But I do think that there are other people who are anti, anti that because it's threatening to them themselves. They don't want to live in a world like that. They're also like, I'm a human being. I'd like to see human beings continue to live. And uh, for now, I think I think that Elon's on that camp, but I do retain the right to change my mind if different evidence comes to light. Well, right now he is positioned himself. And, and I think it, this is a good thing because with Rumble and all these other Telegram, if you would have created four or five more small platforms for us to all skater to, we would have been decentralized and it wouldn't have been as potent and it probably would have been a slower rollout as far as the yep. cultural shift goes. But you take an already established, you know, superpower like Twitter and you flip the switch on it from, you know, red to green all of a sudden and then it consolidates us all and then it really makes itself uh, a force for the culture. But now you have a dude who may be rolling out the mark of the beast is creating something <laughs> that he's going to plant in your head. But while he's doing this, he is at the command center of culture because right now I don't give a shit what anybody says. X is at the top of the chain when it comes to creating culture because yes. this is where it's all happening and it's trickling Agreed. down. Yes. And this dude and who wants not, to put this chip in your head has his fingers on the controls. It's, it's also very funny to see a lot of these comedians that don't see what I guess what we're seeing, but like earlier in the episode, I was messing with you. I was like, does America really think like that? Are they still? And you were like, no, like fucking idiot top. Of course they think this way. Listen, I wouldn't be on the internet saying the N word if I didn't think this was moving full speed this way. And I feel like I have my yeah. finger directly on the pulse of of whatever's going on here. We're yeah. moving full speed to whether it be the right or like MTV 90s era, just like say what you want shit. Most yep. people don't see it, but we're going that way. And now I'm like, are we going that way on purpose? Like, is this is this done on purpose? Because if, if again, if we were decentralized, that doesn't happen. Now we're all in this one spot. It's bigger than ever, moving hardcore in this direction. And it's obvious that's where it's going to go. 2024 will probably end with Trump. I mean, listen, whether you like this thing or not, this is the way it's going. So, yeah. but so many people don't see it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Are they, what are you looking at? Well, this is why I, I think it's it's hard to know whether we're being led that way on purpose or whatever, but that's why it's important. You don't go with something just because that's where we're going. You go with something because you believe in it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if, if I want to act in accordance with my moral values and my systems of belief in the way that I want to be as a human in the world and what I want to see in the world, right? And I don't really want to see a bunch of hatred being thrown around, but I also don't want to see ignorance and a pretense that... Um, you know, white people are the devil or some bullshit like that. Cause I don't believe that. And I don't want to see that world. And I don't want to live in a world like that. And I don't want to live in a world where white people are completely uh, amalgamated into every other ethnicity and race, because you've totally forced this complete racial mixing and completely deleted them. It's Disagree. Like in my mind, I, I have to tell you. I don't want that. You know be... why? I like white people. White people created a cool. nice society where my family could come and not be oppressed. And where I didn't have to marry some fucking bumblefuck villager that my father picked and goes, doesn't matter. 
this is who your husband's going to be. I like white people, and I want them around. Ever been to a white neighborhood? White neighborhoods are pretty funny. Sweet. It's funny to see. Yeah, yes, they are. But it's funny to see, like when I don't know, like you'll see like a black guy and a and a, a white woman and a Chinese baby, and people act like they want that. I'm going to tell you, listen, man. For me, at you least, don't want that. My wife kind of people don't want that. My wife kind of looks like me. Okay, I don't know, like we're you together. Have an in group preference so your yeah. wife also is a mongoloid it's all right <laughs> yes okay. yes I, check this out i like that this is this is the most amazing shit where we sit right now 2024 david's right? wife looks this, like, like him too he she, she kind of right? resembles most you a little bit darker like until the, until summer comes out and we get darker most uh, couples but, look like each other i don't know if you guys have noticed yeah, this yeah well healthy couples like because i like myself and not just like yeah. I don't stand in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, good motherfucker. Yeah. No, I like. That's why I if kinda... you ever saw me with any of my exes, you'd be like, why does she date gremlins? And I'm like, it's how I feel inside. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Oh no, they're not. But look, man, they we sit in this really interesting spot at 2024 where I get to do things like go to Walmart. It's like I'm I'm immersed in the culture on X. I get to see that it's shifting, like we just talked about. And yet the other day, I'm in Walmart. My son grabs something off the shelf and I scream at him in public like I do about not touching things when I told him not to touch things for the 15th time. And then I pick it up and I realize that it's actually a mosquito repellent band. But for some reason on this mosquito repellent band, there's a picture of a happy family and it's fucking a black dad and it's a white mom and it's just, you know, uh, ethnically ambiguous children. And I'm like, what? So then I start keeping they an eye out for it on products. They want it seeped into your consciousness. Yes, dude. And it's so funny because you both just said this and I'm I'm literally thinking about it right before you're saying it. I'm like, this is, the, it is like, I mean, it's, it's a played out terminology, but it's like white erasure, right? Is this a fucking real thing or not? Because if I look around at advertising agencies, they're certainly pushing you for something that rhymes with agencies. It. Go look at every Western European country that now has a unbelievable amount of migrants who are all of different races and completely different cultures taking over their country. What? It's not a fucking conspiracy theory. No, it. it's not. You could just, you don't, I would believe that. Oh yes. Okay. If you had the exact same thing also happening the other way, bunch of white people going into Brown countries, that's not happening. No, you could just turn on Netflix and see it. I mean, every Netflix show is like, it's exhausting. I can't even, it's like, you know, when you watch a fiction, your job is to suspend disbelief temporarily to enjoy a story. But once you put so many elements in place that it's like every single person is in a poly relationship with four trans people and there's a representative of every race there, I don't even know what the fuck you're trying to tell me anymore. I don't know what the story yeah. is, but it seems yeah. like you've placed that at the forefront of the agenda and it supersedes storytelling by a long shot in every which way. Wow. Now everything is just about it's it is it's jarring, but it's fun to see because I've got one foot on X where I'm like, oh, the culture is shifting. And then my other foot is in Walmart and I go, but they don't know that yet. The yeah, marketing yeah. agencies don't know that yet. You know, a lot the, of the people the, don't. The oh, they don't care. They don't care. They're they're arrogant well, and they're like, no, we're going to tell you what culture is. And we're like, we'll see. Have fun just, going bankrupt. It's just not working anymore. And it's, I mean, the people don't know yet, but it's reaching a critical mass of people who is, are just not having it. So like, like, I, I don't know, like I said, it's funny to see a lot of the, a lot of the people that are still thinking, they're thinking like, oh my God, 2024 is going to be like 2016. We're going to take a beating this and that's going to happen culture. I just don't, I don't think so, man. I think it's going to be once that critical mass breaks, it'll be like a landfall in the other direction. And it's not me optimistically thinking, 
I'm legitimately scared about that because yeah. the way the way that other side is is moving, it's moving like a where they're, they're saying like, yo, no, no amnesty. And I, I say it, no amnesty for lockdowners. And they're like, yeah. And then they go further. And then like, yeah. even with the whole Jewish thing that we just had, like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the world moves so fast. We've had Jewish people, we've had Nephilim, we had uh, Stephen Hawking, then we had tunnels and we just keep on. But the Jewish thing that Kanye brought up a while ago was like, it should be very scary to people that we're at a point now where a lot of this, the consensus, you talk to my parents and I'm like, can you believe they do this? And they're just like, yeah, I can't believe they control in the weather too. And I'm like, my parents, <laughs> my dad who watches MSNBC. Yeah, it's like, clearly your parents aren't Albanian because our Sunday lessons were like, let me tell you about the Jew, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, but now it's like, it's, it's bad because people are waking, kind of waking up to this idea of this. And it's, it's, Part of it's true, part of it's not. Obviously, there's so much that you have to dig into and understand and separate the parts. It's like, yes, a lot of these people that are in high positions are Jewish. No, not every Jewish person. Yes, there is the Talmud, but then there's like a lot of different things. People yeah. are not going to differentiate. Right. When this breaks, right. they're going to go directly to 19, 1940s Germany. And I'm like, that's right. not good either because that's we ended good. up here again. Like, yeah. honestly, don't care about all the stuff that they did. But we ended up here again. Think about that for a second. You want to yeah. do that to end back up here? It doesn't work. Well, well. Yeah, maybe there we, has maybe to be. We, maybe we won't lose this time. How about that? <laughs> yeah, good luck. Oh, yeah, that's like, see, that's can't... a crackhead mentality. Maybe we won't lose this time here. Come I'm on, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, to- I'm totally kidding. Somebody's going to clip that and be like, I knew she wanted to be Hitler's wife. I'm going to clip <laughs> it. I'm going to clip it. I just think you can't. I'm so glad that we're in this place, though, because look, there there is a lot of nuance to be had in this conversation, but you none can't of it will even be had. have. None of well, it will be had. You can't though. begin to have it if you can't at first say Jew. Because if you can't even say that first, then there's no conversation to be had. So you have to kick that fucking door down. And then once everybody goes, okay, we can say Jew now. Now you can go, well, really, okay, it's like, there's a difference. There's, yeah, there's <laughs> the synagogue yeah. of Satan, and then there's Jews. And there's a totally different thing going on here. They've been hijacked. But you can't have a hijacking conversation until you can first just start mud, about, you know, yeah. uttering the words. Yeah. yeah. And part of so, it is uh, part of that is done, it's done on purpose. What position in the camps are you guys going to play? Oh, <laughs> dude, that's the other thing, too. I think about our body of work, especially Tops. He's going to have, like, <laughs> he's going to have the long torture. I'll be, like, in the back of the camps, like, kind of nobody's going to be really paying attention to me. Tops going to be, like, the one they put up on the platform and make an example of, you know? I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm positioning myself to be the guy that they integrate into NASA later on. Hopefully oh, I'm damn it. that high up that they're like, we just can't kill this guy. I mean, look, he's doing something special. <laughs> yeah, they're going to well, put the thing in is, charge of propaganda. The thing is, you're Puerto Rican, so you're not going to NASA, honey. That's true, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe agriculture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you could be, gardening. maybe you could be in charge of starting the Cuban Revolution. We don't know. <laughs> but like I was saying, yeah, I'm, no. I'm very serious. Like, it's headed, it's headed in in that direction and people don't know it yet it's like the boat's about to just go and turn and yeah. then everyone's gonna be like what the fuck happened but right. when it does turn nobody's gonna have these advanced well like, this arguments. boat's gonna turn this boat's gonna turn one way or another we're either going that way or the communists are going full red revolution over here and i mm. think that you, you know it, it's not good because you're basically just putting people at each other's throats to kill each other for like some fucking demon ideology either way you know, and that's why, again, what I get back to is what are your morals? What do you believe in? What's the world you want to see? Act in accordance with that. 
because then it doesn't really matter which way the boat turns. You have the integrity of going, I'm standing by the truth. That's what I'm here for. So you don't go with, okay, well, if the boat goes to a red revolution, it doesn't change the way that I want to act. I never wanted to be part of the red revolution. And if the boat goes to like Nazi Germany part two, goes, that doesn't change. It goes, I never wanted to be part of Nazi Germany part two. I want to be part of the truth and a dividing line between bullshit and the truth. I think that is really potent though. And it's that wherever this goes, and it does feel like the pendulum is going to swing, but either way, we're going to a place where like extremism is no longer a slur. Not that it ever was, but it's like, yeah, yeah. bitch, we live well, in, it was. it's going to be very extreme. Yeah. I think it's going to be that's where we're going. I think it's going to be so extreme that like, like again, so it's important where, where we go culturally, but if we end up in something like the days of Noah and we've got like giants and like dragons, I don't really think it even matters, man. We might just all, we're all going to be embracing this, like tell the truth, like fucking say the N word. Who cares? There's a fucking dragon over here. He burned my house. It's like, we've got Well, some people shit. will, and some people will be all like, no, but, yeah, some people will be like, no, you can't because we need the protection of whatever bullshit they think they need to protect them from that. So you'll have that. You'll have probably, still people, people will come face to face with the reality of God and still not want to admit it, you know? Mm. The Nephilim will be definitely PC. They're going to be like, yeah, if you if you just do what I say, you know, like. Okay. That's how we defeat Watch them. TV. They're going to be like, faggot. And they're going to be like, oh. That's going to be it. That's how did he know I was gay, though? <laughs> we always knew you were gay. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even it. wearing my rainbow flag. <laughs> Yo, guys, I think I think this is a good place to, to bring the episode in for a landing. Um, Leonardo, thank you for joining us. This hey, is... thanks for having me. You guys are fun. Um, I'll never get to work again after this episode, but it was worth <laughs> it. Worth it. Thank you for sacrificing your career on our show. This is an absolute banger. Yeah, this is fun. Where, where can people find you? Yeah, so it's not Leonardo Jordi, as you've written over here in the network, too. Yeah, real. Uh, here, I'll spell my last name for you. So he you fucking it. wrote that. He wrote that. David wrote it. The Nephilim yeah. wrote it. No, I didn't fucking. You Joni. wrote that shit. Yeah. So the, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter tweeting up a tweet storm of racist, homophobic shit. So if you guys want to follow that, it's at Leonardo underscore Joni. J -O -N -I -E. we, and we did a whole episode. Let me just spell you... my name. And you and you watched no, it. No. You didn't say anything. She, I could. No, she said something right in the beginning, but the mic kind of like, you know, when everybody talks over. And I was like, did she just fucking say that we got the name wrong? But then she just kept rolling and shooting at us, and so I was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, you 100 percent got my name wrong. So you can find me at Leonardo Joni, J O N I E, and it's on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all across the platforms. Oh shit! I was sensing, I was sensing like anger at me, and I couldn't figure out why. Now I know why. So I'm, oh no, I'm that that was people that was angry. because no, I was, just, I was just angry at you because you're brown. But that's <laughs> that's just baseline <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Don't worry, we'll fix that. Ah, uh, I'm so glad you fucked that up. That's hilarious. Here we go. <laughs> that's us, guys. Please, <laughs> Please follow her on Twitter, guys. She's freaking hilarious. She's one of my. Fa You're actually my favorite female comedian. That's how low the bar is. But like, I think that's fucking fair Whoa, standard, yeah. low. How the bars? Hey, I think I'm doing a pretty comedian. good job. Being funny. She's for real, like being honestly, she, you're great. She's great. We've had her on Tower Gang before. Probably the only white woman we've had on Tower Gang. 
and she killed it. I think you killed it here. Albanians Please follow are, her. Are, are Albanians are white people? That's a whole nother episode. Never We're mind. white people now because the stock is going down and you guys got to <laughs> accept everyone you can. You do not have the luxury That's true. of rejecting That's true. whites that don't meet your standard anymore. Well, Sorry. welcome to Team Whitey. I'm happy to have you. We're happy to have you too, Joni. Thank you. I'm fucking uh, South Leonardo American. Joni. If you let this Puerto Rican mop head in, of course you're going to let me in. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's shit. it, guys. That's it. We're ending the episode. We're going to see you later. Thank you. See you oh, later, please. guys. The greatest hypnotist on planet Earth is a oblong box in the corner of the room. It is constantly telling us what to believe is real. If you can persuade them that what they see with their eyes is what there is to see, because they'll laugh in the face of an explanation that portrays the bigger picture of what's happening. And they have.